so here we are. It's Labor Day, another episode of the Cross the Tracks podcast. And tonight we are talking about a subject that has been on the lips of the Democratic candidates that have been debating here for the last several months. And uh, the key, one of the leading candidates uh, on this topic has actually dropped out of the race. Uh, that was Governor Jay Inslee of Washington. But he was championing, uh, championing, championing, you think that's the correct pronunciation. His um, topic or his platform was climate change. And so tonight we want to discuss uh, a bit about climate change on the podcast and give our reflections on it, what we think on it, our opinions, et cetera. Uh, but it's a very important topic, and I think it deserves uh, some words uh, from your illustrious host here at Across the Tracks. Yeah, how you doing, Wayne? What's going on tonight? How's everything um, out there in the springs? Hey, and uh, happy uh, Labor Day to you. Happy Labor Day. Uh, all is good out here in the uh, the wild, wild west. Uh, it's about 95 degrees today, so summer summertime is still in effect, so it is all good. And uh, how is things in the uh, Indianapolis, in Indiana? Everything's good, man. Everything's good. Not not quite that hot, but uh, enjoy the Labor Day taking off, you know, not doing much, uh, just kind of hanging around, doing some yard work, those type of things and um, getting ready to um, uh, pack up to go on a cruise here coming up within the next couple of days. However, yes. uh, you know, our, 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 our topic leads right into something that may be messing with something that's my vice. And my vice is I love going on cruises. <laughs> and as you know, as of right now, over Labor Day weekend, you know, climate change has been such a big thing. And what we talked about before is that we have a hurricane that's out in the um, Caribbean right now or the South Atlantic that is just raising hell on the Bahamas uh, with all the you know, changes that's happened and all the people that's around the world that's focused on climate change, when it comes to major events, uh, hurricane season is from June until November of each year. And just so happens that um, uh, Hurricane Dorian uh, is the named hurricane right now that's um, going to be making landfall or maybe making landfall in uh, Florida or Georgia, north of South Carolina, Virginia, uh, somewhere. But it is a Category 5. It's, it was a Category 5, which is the most powerful uh, hurricane that uh, uh, that they have listed with sustained winds of 180 miles per hour with gusts over 200 miles per hour. So, you know, this climate thing, they, they've always said that with climate change that, you know, everything's going to be um, more powerful. And so uh, tornadoes are going to be more plentiful. Hurricanes are just going to be bigger or we may have more of them. And uh, Dorian is a beast right now. It is a beast and it is uh, raising havoc and raising hell on the Bahamas on its way toward getting closer towards the United States. And it's just creeping. I mean, it is just creeping one mile per hour 
that is very slow. And it's, you're talking about 180 mile per hour winds sustained, and that is really causing some 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 issues and problems for uh, the northern part of the Bahamas, like Freeport, and it may make land landfall in you know uh, Palm Beach County or somewhere in uh, Florida. So it's it's pretty pretty uh, dramatic going on. And as I said, I'm I'm supposed to be on the cruise in the next uh, few days, leaving on Thursday, and going to be cruising on Saturday. Now, with Dorian just hanging out, you know, I don't particularly care for flying. And so we're going to fly from Indy to uh, Fort Lauderdale, and I know it's going to be white knuckle times. And it's going to be pretty bouncy, man. And, and and believe it or not, as dark as I am, my knuckles do turn white when, <laughs> when I be gripping stuff, you know. It's the, oh, but you know that's where we are, man. That that thing is it's 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 big. Yeah, and it's climate change. Climate change is real. Climate change is definitely real. The 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 people who don't want to give in to it, uh, I, I'm not sure you know why they don't see the changes that are going on. You know, not just in the United States but around the world. How the weather patterns have changed. You've got the uh, glaciers that are melting uh, a lot faster than, um, you know, scientists predicted they would, uh, all because uh, the, the, the climate and the, you know, the conditions in our ecosystems, they're out of whack. Um, the, the, the rainforest burning this week is not a good thing either uh, because of what the rainforest provides to our uh, ecosystems and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, climate change is definitely real. Uh, I know that uh, a lot of the airports in Florida um, have closed, so I'm not sure how that's going to affect you guys flying in Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale is one of the airports that have closed, and um, uh, the, the cruise terminals, uh, uh, Port Canaveral has closed, and I wasn't sure about Miami. But uh, anyway, Dorian is definitely going to make your cruise uh, a lot more exciting than it would normally be. So, but, uh, you well, know, you know, it, it's, <laughs> it's not the cruise itself It's getting to Fort yeah. Lauderdale. That's, that's the thing that I'm concerned about. Cause I, I really do like going on cruises, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know that, uh, you know, they were saying today that in Fort Lauderdale airport, it was either close. I think it's either closed or it's closed it's, tomorrow. I couldn't remember. Yeah. It's closed. Yeah. It's and closed. The, the port. Port yeah. closed as well, but uh, you know, I don't think anyone can ignore what's what we see. Uh, like you say, hurricanes. This thing started out as a, as a tropical storm and morphed into a Category Five hurricane. Uh, we had um, you know snow here that, uh, and it's not unusual for you to get snow in Colorado Springs and in June and stuff like that. But this year, uh, around the last week of May, uh, we got dumped on with snow the last week of May. And this was that wet, heavy snow at about nine inches in the yard, you know, which was like, you know, we normally get a little snow, but nothing like that. And so, yeah. um, you know, the, the, the snowstorms are getting more ferocious. Uh, Seattle, uh, where I lived for several years, it got hit with a serious snowstorm this year. I mean, normally you get snow in Seattle. It's it's not that big a deal. It does paralyze the city because the city is not set up to deal with snow. 
But they just got hammered this year with a massive snowstorm that just crippled the city. So if you look around, you know, what's going on in different parts of the country, either they're getting weather that's maybe out of the norm or the weather that they are getting, it is just to the extreme. And all of that is because what we have done to uh, our ecosystems, you know, the the crap that's being, you know, the crap that's being pumped into the air. Um, You know, now I I read uh, earlier this week. Uh, that restrictions are being lessened on methane gas that's going to be pumped out into the into the air. Uh, emissions on cars are being lessened. Those restrictions are being lessened. I mean, we're doing this damage to ourselves. And as, as my mom used to say, and what we always tell our daughter, decisions uh, that are made, they have, um, you know, there there's a uh, what's the word? Um, what is the word? I can't think of the word. <laughs> If consequences? Just, yes, consequences. The decisions that are made have consequences. And so a lot of yeah. the decisions that have been made in this country as to how we are treating uh, our ecosystems and our water and our you know our air and everything, now you know, the consequences I, are coming to pass. You know, the biggest thing that's that's the travesty, travesty of all of this is that we're relaxing all these things because it's all about money. Yes. It's all about money and the fact that businesses have to, you know, spend money on cleaning up what they pump into the atmosphere. Yep. Uh, businesses have to uh, make sure they have safety precautions when they produce certain products and so on. Uh, the air that that's in the cities have to be cleaner and so on. So it's costing businesses money to make sure that they keep people healthy. So therefore, uh, the Republican Party, not all of them, but their official platform says that there is no climate change simply yep. because they want to give more money to businesses because, you know, that's who's, um, you know, putting money into their coffers, putting money into their pocket and so on. You know, all all the um, uh, congressional uh, leaders, the majority of them, all they do is run for re-election. And uh, elections have basically become um, uh, ways in which people spend billions of dollars just to be elected. I mean, it's, it's a shame. When um, the Supreme Court ruled on Citizens United that you know, businesses can give as much money as they want to uh, a political party or, or person without reporting where that money's coming from. You know, uh, if you compare the two political parties, you know, one is a party that looks out for business and the other party is supposed to look out for labor unions and the working man and so on. Well, things have gotten so uh, mixed up and betwitched in between that, um a lot of people don't realize that, you know, this climate thing is really, really uh, a result of, you know, people around the world, you know, clearing out farms, clearing out uh, uh, forests to plant more crops, clearing out forests to have more cattle to graze, clearing out forests. And so, you know, the the clean, the thing that cleansed the atmosphere and so on uh, the forest and, and those those things 
are being destroyed. So it's going to get hotter. Uh, if you remember Europe this past summer, uh, I was talking to Joey and Sharon over the uh, you know good friends of ours uh, just a couple days ago when I visited them, and they said it was 100 degrees in England. So they'd never been 100 degrees before, and Paris was 106, 105 degrees for several weeks. So, you know, if if we think that climate change is not for real, I mean, we're making huge mistakes. You know, what what can we do to make it better? Natural disasters have have um, increased and gotten gotten worse over the the past uh, few few decades. Yep. Yeah, they're getting more, like you say, they're getting more stronger, excuse me, they're getting more stronger. And uh, again, the storms are more violent. Um, You know, like you say, things are, things are happening in places where things shouldn't be happening. That's, that's the, that's lets you know that there's something going on. And we had some friends, I could think they were, uh, they went to, I think they went to Tanzania, um, a few years ago or a couple of years ago, a year or so ago. And uh, the snows of Kilimanjaro are melting. Um, not not as majestic as they once were. And that a lot of that is due to climate change. Um, you know, uh, Mount uh, Rainier in, uh, in Washington, um, the glaciers there, some of the glaciers there are melting. And so you, you're seeing things happening and it's not just coincidental. It's not just by accident. Uh, this stuff is happening because we have set in stage something that I don't think we're going to come back from unless I think this is a occasion for the world needs to unite. And I think at one time before uh, President Obama left office, there was a pact in place that the uh, industrialized nations of the world had agreed that they were going to uh, fight climate change. Right. And that pact uh, our current occupant of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue saw fit uh, to drop out of that pack, and he is leading the charge to lessen a lot of these regulations from the Obama era that would help uh, with uh, keeping our air clean, our water clean. All those restrictions are being lessened uh, by him, and the the circumstances are going to be dire, not just for us here in the U.S., but around the world. And until it's another one of these things. We use this phrase, people need to get real about climate change. It is real. It is not a hoax. Uh, it is real. And we are seeing the effects of it uh, right now over this Labor Day weekend with this Category 5 storm that is uh, literally pummeling the Bahamas and is has its sights set on the uh, the coast of Florida and, and other cities up along the, uh, the East Coast. So. Right, right, and and the same thing goes with uh, you know, with with hurricanes. You have time to get out, of, you know. But the number of tornadoes, the number yeah. of uh, bad weather, and so on that that's that's taken place. You know, those are increasing as well. Yeah. And you know, Wayne, um, I, when I was in the Coast Guard, I'm, I'm gonna go back to Dorian for a second. When I was in the Coast Guard, uh, any time that a hurricane came into the Caribbean because I, I was stationed on a ship down in Brownsville, Texas. And anytime that a hurricane came into the Caribbean, the Coast Guard had to go out 
because there were people back in the 70s, you know, they, there was no GPS. Right. Uh, they didn't have a lot of communication. And some shrimpers, they didn't care about communications or life jackets and life vests and safety equipment. You know, they wanted to make a buck. So they wouldn't even know that there is a hurricane out there and until you hear, you know, Coast Guard, Coast Guard, Coast Guard, save me, mayday, mayday, mayday. Right. And then we would have to go out and literally bring people back. Uh, about 1976, yeah, I was, I was stationed in, in Brownsville on board the U.S., I mean, the uh, uh, Coast Guard Cutter Durable. We had to go out 10 miles outside of South Padre Island to tow back a um, two destroyers that were going to be cut up in Brownsville and a tugboat that was towing the two destroyers. Now, this was in the hurricane. Wow. Okay, I, I can't think of the name, but it took us um, probably a day and a half to get out to where they were. And then it took us four days to get back into port towing the uh, tugboat and the two destroyers all at the same time. And we were going backwards because of the hurricane. It took us four days to go 10 miles. And, And literally the ship was, you know, full steam ahead and we were going backwards four knots an hour. Hmm. Yeah. And let me tell you, the sickest I've ever been in my life was during that time because the boat, you know, Coast Guard ships, they always move anyway, up and down, sideways. It doesn't matter. But we tossed and turned for four straight days, man. And all I wanted to do was get the hell off that boat. I got tired of throwing up. You know, I didn't have anything to throw up. But uh, that's what happens, you know, when I was on a small boat station in Padre Island. You know, we would go out and we would rescue people. You know, a hurricane would come in or uh, a sudden storm. Uh, The Coast Guard always goes out, you know, and a lot of people don't realize that, that, you know, the Air Force hurricanes come and they'll take and fly their jets away. You know, they'll get those things the hell out of the way. And the Navy, they'll sell someplace else. And the Coast Guard. Hey, we go right out there in the middle of that stuff, man, and and uh, you know save what we can and save who we can and and try to get back safely right. and right. you know that's that's what we do, but that's that's a normal thing, you right. know. Right. Yeah, yeah, and that, that, again, that's a lot. A lot of people don't know a lot about the Coast Guard. <laughs> they just you know they're they're people more associate the Coast Guard with drug trafficking, interdicting people who are running drugs, that type of thing. They don't. Uh, a lot of them don't understand the mission of life safety. Yeah. Uh, that's search and coast, rescue, baby. Right, search and rescue. Yeah, but uh, the Coast Guard has a big mission, and uh, you know I think more needs to be said about what's going on because I guarantee you the Coast Guard is going to be heavily involved uh, in operations here once Dorian clears out of the Bahamas. Uh, the Coast Guard, even though I, I don't, the Bahamas is not a U.S. territory, correct? So uh, it, no, but but it's there's this. It's a U.S. shipping lane right yeah, through there. So, so the Coast Guard provides, uh, you know, aids to navigation. Right, so, right. so we do that. Yeah, I'm sure they will be involved in any um, support mission going on in the Bahamas, uh, just because you know that is the nature of the service. So uh, again, it's uh, 
like you said, man, the, the Bahamas are getting beat to hell right now. Uh, they were interviewing some folks here. I just finished the news before we came on to the broadcast. And there are storm surge two feet, man, up 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 to people's second level of their homes. I mean, that's how high the water is. So right. that's the ferociousness of this storm. So, again, it brings us back. It's all tied to the changes in our ecosystems. And I, I don't see, unless we get a grasp on it and people get uh, come together and say, this is something that we've got to do to change the course of where we're headed, uh, we're just going to continually to see violent storms, erratic weather patterns, and uh, I, you know it's, it's just going to be dire for for the future. <clears throat> Hate right. to say that, but that's that's what it looks like because I think we've done. And over the years, I mean, back at back when we were growing up in the '70s, man, people were talking about fluorocarbons in the air, and you know you you know stuff coming from spray cans and and smokestacks putting stuff out into the into the into the air and the smog in LA and all this stuff people were talking about that then but they didn't necessarily tie it to climate change it was wow. just we were damaging our water and our air whatever folks didn't tie it to climate change but looking the way things are now a lot of what happened back in the 70s uh, when the emissions weren't as tight a lot of that has led to, um, you know, Mother Nature can only take so much. And at yeah. some point she rebels. And, and, right. and I think you see that's what's happening now. So, you know, one of the other things that you know we need to look at is that, you know, going back to the 60s and 70s, you know, a lot of this is tied to World War Two, because at the end of the war, there weren't a whole lot of industries left because of the war. You know, most of Europe was burnt up, blown up, and so on. And the United States, you know, we uh, weren't attacked. Uh, well, we didn't lose much of our, our, our territorial land. Right. And so we were the industrial leader of the world simply because, you know, Germany uh, had been literally decimated. England had been decimated. France had been decimated. And they were the industrialized countries of the world. Japan had been decimated. Yep. And so for many years, you know, they were in the process of rebuilding their infrastructure and getting their um, industries back. So it took about 20, 25 years for that to come back. Now, everybody is getting involved in, you know, rebuilding things and producing products that people can buy. So that's causing more um, um, pollution and so on to go into the atmosphere. So that's a, that's a part of it. More and more countries have become industrialized and so on. Yep. And, and, you know, to piggyback on what you said, you know, a lot of the, after World War II, you know, we were, we were booming industry wise. We were building airplanes, we were building bombs, we're building all this stuff. And now looking, looking where we are now, looking back, there are a lot of these places that we're storing a lot of this waste from that era. You know, we're, we're storing, um, you know, nuclear waste and and we're storing, um, um, you know, poison gas and crap like that. And this stuff, a lot, some of this stuff is seeping into the ground because it's not being stored properly or whatnot. And and that's affecting, you know, our our ecosystem. So we are our own worst enemy. Uh, yeah. And, and I hope for the sake of, 
of our kids and our kids' kids that this can be turned around and that there is a world here that is, you know, free from all the pollution, all the crap, that somehow uh, nature, uh, the ecosystems, whatever, everything can get righted as the way it should be. And uh, we don't have this turbulent uh, patterns of weather and, and everything else going on. So that's that's the hope we, 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 we have. Uh, hopefully we can get there. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, let's let's uh, talk about a situation that happened in E-Town back when we were in high school. I think we may have been juniors or seniors in high school. And yeah. it also happened that uh, there was an outbreak of tornadoes, uh, 1974. I think there was like 150 tornadoes that were, that broke out uh, in Kentucky, Indiana, Ohio, Illinois, uh, Michigan, yep. and countless lives were lost. And yep. I, I yep. think there was one person in E-Town that was killed as a direct result of the uh, outbreak of those April 3rd tornadoes. Yep. Now, we were uh, involved in, in that. You know, I think you've got a story about what happened on that day, uh, and I've got a story about what happened on that day and how it affected how it affected E-Town. So yeah. let's let's talk about that. You know, we're talking about small town America, yeah. and this is something yeah. a major event that happened in our small town yeah. that also affected many other um, uh, uh, states around the Midwest yeah. and the Mid South and so on. Yeah, this this was huge because at the time, I think growing up up till this time, I don't think I had, I had never experienced anything with a tornado growing up in, in Hardin County. It was huge. Uh, you said April the 3rd, 1974 on that particular day, uh, we had a track meet and we were over at Fort Knox high school and, um, the track meet had been underway for a bit. And then all of a sudden, um, the word came around that, Hey, we're the track meet is going to have to be canceled or stopped because there's a tornado warning issued for Hardin County, which included Hardin County includes not only E-Town, it includes Ratcliffe, Vine Grove, Fort Knox, um, you know, all the way almost to the Jefferson County border. Um, you can even, I think, uh, West Point is in Hardin County. You it know? is. West Point is in Hardin County. So Hardin County is is huge. And then, you you know, going the other direction, you've got White Mills, you've got uh, Cecilia, all those places, mm-hmm. right? So the, the, the tornado warning comes out, we're at a track meet. And our coach, uh, Mr. Mr. Roy Speck at the time, he's trying to round everybody up to get us on the bus to get us out of there. Because apparently the tornado was, it was close by or it was going to touch down soon or something to that effect. Which, after the fact, we we had got 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 on the road and, and got headed back to E Town, but the tornado the tornado um, did touch down um, in in close proximity to where we were, and it did tremendous damage. Uh, but that's what I remember of it because I everybody's like, "What a tornado!" and it's like it was unheard of at the time. It we didn't experience that, uh, so. That was my first experience, and, and, and I've been in some other storms. I've actually been in the, the remnants of a hurricane, and living out here in Colorado, we get, you know, snowstorms, and we've had, we've been involved in one blizzard since I've been out here. Yeah. But a tornado is different, man, because of the destructive power of a tornado. 
you see it on TV, but you don't ever think, ah, that, that, I'll never see that or whatever. But we came pretty close to being involved in that because the tornado was in close proximity to where we were at the track meet. But, but fortunately, we got out of there in time. So, Yeah, you guys must have left before we did because yeah. we were over at Fort Knox also. <laughs> and uh, I was playing baseball at the time. And uh, E-Town was playing Fort Knox. And the baseball field was right outside of some elementary school. Yep. And uh, I was playing center field, and, and the MPs came by and said, hey, this game is going to be canceled. You know, we were winning like two to one. It was like the maybe the second or third inning or something like that. The MPs come by and said, hey, this game is canceled because of severe weather. There is a threat of tornadoes, you know, that's going to be in the area. Well, my story is a little bit different that – this was something that happened like by steps, you know. So first thing is that, you know, we had to pack up and we didn't have a we had a minivan and we had Coach Myers. Um, coach Myers was a baseball coach. Uh, coach George Lynch was the assistant baseball coach and Coach Lynch was driving a minivan and we had um Coach Myers and his um, Oldsmobile um, station wagon, and we had some other car that was that was with us. So, you know, we're ticked off. You know, man, let's finish the game. We're gonna kick their butts. Blah blah blah. And so, we get everything rounded up, round up, and we started heading down um, the street that you know, the street that runs by the. Um, the big blue ox that's right yeah, there, yeah, yeah. and there. I can't think of the name of the street, but it's the uh, Wilson it's the, Road. Wilson Road. <laughs> so we were heading down Wilson Road, and we got about maybe a mile or two from um, Fort Knox High School, and it started raining like sheets of water. Huh. I mean, it was raining so hard that you could hardly see the uh, car, the front of the car in front of the um, Coach Myers was driving and we were listening to the radio at the same time. And so uh, what ended up happening is that we were listening to a Brandenburg station, which is in Meade County. And um, they said, you know, we've got tornado warnings going on and the guy was playing some music. And then suddenly you hear the record. You know how you scratch a record? Right, right. he, this guy was talking and suddenly he went silent and you hear this scratch of this record evidently being blown off the the stand. Oh. So the radio station got hit by a tornado. Oh. And um, I mean, and we kept driving, Coach Myers kept driving. And about the time that we got to where the, uh, you know, the big blue ox is on yep. Wilson Road. Uh, it kind of cleared up a little bit. I mean, it's just like we ran through a, a sheet of water and it just stopped when we got to uh, that part, that portion of Wilson Road. And the sun was out and birds were tweaking, tweeting and stuff like it. And it's like it was an eerie calm because five minutes earlier we were driving through everything and then it just stopped. You know, they always say that it's, 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 there's a calm before the storm. Yeah, absolutely. So birds were tweaking or twerting, not tweaking, but were 
tweeting, tweeting and yeah. so on. Yeah, we're tweeting. And then I, I kid you not, as we got uh, probably between Radcliffe and um, the Starlight Drive-In, uh, the Lord's Prayer came on the radio. And Coach Meyer said, we need that right now because the storm started picking up again. And so we got about, uh, you know, where the flashing yellow lights are right yeah. there and, yeah. and on, on uh, US 31. Yeah. We got about there and it started raining hard again. And then suddenly we start seeing hail, hailstones start falling around the, the car and stuff. So we kept kept going. And then there was a huge thud on top of the car. Whoa. And it was it was a hailstone about the size of a softball Ooh. that hit the top of the car and fell off the side. And we started putting our batting helmets on. <laughs> we really did start putting our batting helmets on. And then we went on a little bit further, man. And then suddenly, uh, I think Chuck Morris, who I saw Friday night at the football game, it just came to my mind. And he was in the car, and Curtis Wright was in the car. Of course, Harry Montgomery was our manager. Yep. And they start saying, man, there's a tornado. As we started looking, and they said there's a tornado in Cecilia, which you mentioned earlier. And yep. So we started looking for this tornado. And we literally saw this thing come out of the clouds, go back up into the clouds. It did that about three times. The next thing you know, we're right out in front of the Starlight Drive-In, and Chuck Moore says, look, there's the tornado. And he said, man, stop playing around. Stop playing around. No, there's a tornado. And here this, and literally the tornado was coming across the open field right behind the uh, the um, Lincoln Mercury place right across from the Starlight uh uh, yeah, uh, drive in. Yep, I remember that. And yep. so we jumped out of the car and just started running. And we were running to a ditch, or we were just running. Yeah. And as we were running to find a ditch, you know, my old partner Curtis Wright, he jumps in front of two Cadillac, uh, two Continentals, and there's a huge plate glass window. Man, I never forget this. A huge plate glass window, and two of those Continentals start going up and down, up and down, like it would be. They're getting ready to be picked up. So we grabbed Curtis and jerked him out of the way, and we started running again. And as I'm looking, because we're being pelted by hell and everything else. And across the street, I'm looking at there's a trailer court right behind the um, uh, a trailer manufacturer right behind the Lincoln Mercury place. And there were trailers rolling across 31. And uh, we we get inside of the uh, Continental uh, showroom inside there and we kind of hunker down and um, Coach Lynch gets caught behind the van because he stops the van and that huge Lincoln Mercury sign goes flying across the road. And we were scared. Man, I was that's the, the most scared I've ever been in my life. So it went by. We came out and the whole uh, Starlight drive-in, the, the walls had been taken out by the tornado. There was a couch and a chair right in the uh yeah, a couch and a stove. No, a couch and a stove that was right in the middle of 31, just sitting there. Oh. <laughs> right in front of the cars that we jumped out of and ran. And we get back, and there was glass. We had glass all in our face. Um, Sonny Jordan, you remember Sonny? Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
he he had a hailstone to go through his helmet. It fell off of his head. It went through the top of his helmet. And I think he lost his shoes or something like that. It was kind of comical at the time. But um, we made it back to the high school, and it was about maybe 5.30 or something like that. And, man, when I walked home, I went to bed that night. I was literally shaking, literally shaking. And um, I think as soon as I got home, I ate something and went right to bed because it scared the hell out of me. And then there was, you know how you go out um, Mile Street, and as you get out past, uh, you know, what's Ring Road, well, there's a house that was out there that was flattened, and the person in that house was killed. Because that was a direct path from the Starlight Drive-In that came across the field and went right, and, and one one person in, in E-Town was killed. Yeah, I and, think. And then I, I remember that just like it was like yeah. it was yesterday. Yeah, we must have we must have beat you guys back because you know we we got on the bus and uh, got out of there and didn't didn't I mean it was raining but we nothing compared to what you guys went through and I think uh, like you said the the radio station in uh, in Mead County got hit but I think Mead County ended up taking the brunt of that they they yeah. they took the brunt of that tornado yeah and, uh, that was that was a major story for uh, for our area man from yeah, and we were we were listening to that station when it went off when the tornado hit it. Wow. Yeah, I mean you know Brandenburg's in Meade County. Right, right. And uh, we were listening to that station when the tornado hit it, and that's why that record, you know, it was you know went off went off the air. Right. We were listening to it at that time. Yeah, yeah, that was that was major, man. April the third, yeah, major date. Uh, as 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 the annals of history of Hardin County and that surrounding area go, I don't think anybody will forget that date. Uh, major, major, and but again, a storm that you know we normally did not see storms of that magnitude, and this is in 1974. So right, and and, and the other thing is that there was no tornado warnings or anything nope. like that. There was no sirens, you know. Right nope. now, just about. Everywhere in Indianapolis, near every neighborhood, there's a tornado siren. Yep. You know, uh, every Friday at 11 a.m. here in Indianapolis, where Lynn teaches, there's a siren that goes off every Friday at 11 a.m. to test it. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, uh, we didn't pay any much attention to it until we were in the middle of it. And now, as we've got a different, we've got a different uh, idea about tornado warnings and so on. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. they didn't do that in E Town. There was there was there was a uh, there was a, a horn or something that went off every day at noon. I don't know if you remember that or not. I, was, I don't remember that one. The horn that went off every day at noon, and I don't know if that was them testing something, but it was every day at noon. This this siren or whatever went off at noon. It was the you you could set your clock by it. It was okay. a, yeah, it would go off, man. And I don't know if it was like the new lunch break whistle or what. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, it, would, it would go off at noon, man. And you could hear yeah. it all over town, man. Huh. All over town. But now things have got more sophisticated. You've got the uh, the National Weather Service breaking in. I mean, you know everything about, you know, where it is, what's going on, you know, take cover, this or that. Um, so things have advanced. Uh, and technology to keep us uh, aware of what's going on with these storms and whatnot. But the storms have also gotten more violent and more erratic. 
And this is the age in which we find ourselves. So from kids back in 1974, our experiences was something that we hadn't really experienced to what we're dealing with today. So major, major changes uh, over that period of time from 74 to 2019. So. Right, right. And, you know, things that's going up into the atmosphere, man, is yep. the same thing. I mean, there's more volcanic, more volcanic activity and that stuff is spewing all over the place. And, yep. you know, more and more countries are, you know, industrialized, as I mentioned earlier. And, you know, some of these countries, uh, like China, for example, who has uh, over a billion people, they don't really uh, do much to protect the environment. They just let all the bad stuff right. go into the atmosphere. Right. At right. least in the United States, we try to, you know, put regulations on uh, businesses so that we don't pollute the the air, and it doesn't cause, you know, the the effects of people having respiratory uh, illnesses and so on. Yeah. So, you know, when uh, the occupant at uh, 1600 uh, Pennsylvania Avenue decided that he was just going to opt out of the climate change uh, group, then, you know, that that was once again not a, a wise move on his part. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's not the best person that's ever uh, <laughs> been in that been in that uh, office. So. You know, hopefully in the next couple, uh, I'll say a couple hundred years that we can get this stuff back, you know. But a, a lot a lot of people think weather is the climate. Well, weather is something that happens immediate and climate is something that happens over a long period of time. And so, you know, we've known since the 1960s and 70s that these things are changing. So that's a long period of time. You know, today it was 86 degrees. Tomorrow it may be 75 degrees right, or right. 60 degrees. That's just weather. Right. But the climate is different. You know, it's right. it's right. it's something that that's protecting is protecting us. You know, just right. think right. what happens if the atmosphere or the ozone layer, layer gets worse. Right. You know, many more people are going to come down with, you know, uh, melanoma and skin cancer and stuff like that. The atmosphere is going to. Uh, going to affect everybody's respiratory and 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 so on. So yep. it's an important thing that we have to deal with, and yep. and be real about it, as you said. Be real yep. that this is something that we have to do, and yep. we have to all do our part. Yep, it is it is in everyone's best interest that uh, that we come together on this. And uh, again, I, hopefully we can. I think the world is ready to embrace it. But we got to have and, and people look to the U.S. to lead in these types of things. And I think if the U.S. is out front saying, yeah, we'll champion the cause of climate change and, and, and we're going to be the, the face of, of getting this together and turning things around. I think the rest of the world will fall behind that. Right now, we don't have that. We, we have we have uh, a, an individual who does not believe in climate change. It's a hoax. It's everything else. Uh, when you don't show up. Um, at the G7 summit, and they're talking about climate change. They have a session to talk specifically about climate change, 
and you as a leader of the free world can't find it in your schedule to show up and attend that meeting, that says a lot about you. And it tells me all I need to know about where your mind is on this issue. So we, we don't want to dwell on this individual, uh, waste, wasting our breath on this guy. <laughs> but uh, climate change is real. I think we know that. The rest of the world knows that. The question is, how are we going to deal with it going forward? Right, right. All right, and, man. Uh, yep, my friend, we are at the top of the hour, and uh, I think the discussion has been good. Uh, we got a chance to reminisce a bit about something that happened back, uh, like you said, I think we were juniors in high school, 74. So uh, we were we were getting close to graduating, but still had a year or so to go. But yes, sir. That was a, a very interesting date, one that I don't think uh, anybody who was around E-Town High School that time participating uh, like I said, the track team was huge then. Uh, the baseball team, you know, was you guys had a lot of folks on the baseball team. And so we were there at the same time, just happened to be at Fort Knox High School participating in two school sanctioned events. And uh, it was just something that, uh, wow, it was amazing that uh, you know, this happened. So, so it was all good. And uh, it's a good broadcast tonight. And uh, until next week, another topic. Uh, this has been Across the Tracks. It's across the Tracks. Across the Tracks. Oh, wait a minute, Wayne. I, oh, yeah. We can't close out on that because close next down. week, next week, uh, I will not be around for a while. We're we're going to have to, it, ladies and gentlemen, it may be a few weeks before it's we true. get back to the uh, Across the Tracks because somebody wants to be floating on a big white boat out in the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah. And that yeah. would be me. As long as Dorian hurry up and gets the <laughs> hell out of the way so that I can get that, get myself down and to uh, Fort Lauderdale and sit on the big white boat for four days, come back for a couple of days and then go back out there for another week or so. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was a good broadcast. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a, it's going to be a few weeks before we get back together. But Absolutely. Uh, once again, if you have any questions or anything, uh, please hook us up, uh, look us up, uh, spread the word, give us five stars, give us five stars. All right. So finally, that's uh, that's that's about it. I think this one, let's put a fork in this one. I think we're done. <laughs> all right. All right. Until the next time, brother. Until next time. Peace out. Peace out.